Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The best rivalry the sport has to offer. Duke, Carolina. Duke is going to win the game! Oh, America! The intensity in this building right now, it's amazing. Tyler's nose is bloody. His shoe blew apart. I can't believe it! I can't believe it! There is nothing finer than Duke, Carolina. <laughs> These games are so damn good. Two great teams, great programs. I hope the good guys win at the end. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that Boss we up. do? Hey, get the people! What they want? Jalen Rose, this was the weekend when all of the Cinderella's turned into pumpkins. We had so many good stories of teams that were going to make the final four, but in the end, it was four blue bloods. We start with the Duke Blue Devils against the Carolina Tar Heels, a classic matchup led by the star power of Paolo Boncaro, who had a great game against the Arkansas Razorbacks to bring Duke to the Final Four. Boncaro, Odeas High School's finest, 19 years of age from Seattle, cutting down the nets for Coach K in his final year, going to the press conference saying it's only right if we try to hang another banner. I appreciated mm. that. And I can't front, Jacoby. Every time we fill out NCAA brackets, everybody across the country, you get into a pool, you bet your money, and you go Dana Dane and go Cinderella, and you think all these great things are gonna happen, and then you get to the Final Four, it's chalk. It's basic chalk, yep. right? And. The Duke Blue Devils, I appreciate the way they responded by getting thumped during the ACC tournament. Now, you win the regular ACC. This is the freshman of the year you have, and then you lose in the tournament, and now it tests their character. And I appreciate the way they responded. Now, each of these games were basically blowouts. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's going to be good to relive a lot of the historic memories of Duke and Carolina days. And let me tell you, coincidentally, while we have, for the first time, each of the final four participants have won multiple championships. So you got the great coaches, right? Bill Self, you know, Jay Wright, Coach K. And then you got Hubert Davis, who I played against in the final four. Coach K, who also beat me in the final four. And these are two teams that I both lost to. <laughs> you see what I mean? And it's crazy that this is the first time that they actually have faced one another in the Final Four. I, I was surprised by that. You know what I mean? Me too. It's, and so it's going to be good to have these squads in the biggest stage of uh, bat, collegiate basketball in New Orleans. And it's going to be exciting to see who cuts down the nets. 
It will be exciting. It's always good to have these two go up against each other, this long rivalry. Manic played really well for the Tar Heels leading into this game. This is going to be a good one. I really wanted St. Peter's to win, but they had a great run. We want to give our give a tip of the hat to the St. Peter's Peacocks. The Peacock, the feathers weren't flying against the Tar Heels, but they had a great run. Shaheen Holiday did his thing. On the other side of the bracket, we have another matchup of quote unquote blue blood teams. The other side, we have the Villanova Wildcats, who took down my Cougars, man. Houston just couldn't hit a shot. They could not hit a shot. The Wildcats beat the, the Cougars, and they will face off against the Kansas Jayhawks on the other side of the bracket in the Final Four. What do you think about Villanova? They beat Houston with Akeem Olajuwon in the building. They beat the Michigan Wolverines with Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, and myself in the building along with Juwan. And I was watching that game against Nova, and while I want to make sure I pay homage to how I feel like Jay Wright has literally done what all of the cliches end up saying about a great coach. Watch his team get better as the moments increase, because they was extremely vulnerable as I watched them against us. I literally felt like if we made some free throws, if we made some bunnies, yep. we could have beat them. And one of the things that's going to truly hurt Nova in the Final Four is if Moore can't go. You know what I mean? Like, yep. he, he was a catalyst against Michigan. He played really well getting into the paint, using his strong body, and, and, and really um, making timely plays and shots. And so without him, you know, the Kansas height and athleticism in the wings, I feel like are, are going to overwhelm Nova. And I actually believe that this will be a double-digit game right here, kind of like the games that we saw this weekend, because I just don't believe without more they're going to have enough players to make plays to put points up on the scoreboard to keep up with Kansas and their athleticism. Well, we have plenty of time before the Final Four this weekend. We'll get back to those games later in the week, but right now it's time to turn our attention to the dumpster fire that is the Los Angeles Lakers this season. They played the Pelicans over the weekend, and these games are critical because both the Pelicans and the Lakers yeah. are sitting right around that 9-10 spot in the Western Conference, and it was the Lakers who blew a 23-point lead in New Orleans and now are just one game ahead of the Spurs to make the play in to even have a chance at the playoffs. Jalen, what do you think about this disaster from the Lakers? LeBron James offensively has been remarkable. Playing up front, five a lot of minutes. And while that's not the best thing defensively for their team, it's really good for him offensively. And so one of the things I want to acknowledge that he's what scored over 35 in like four or five straight games. like. That, that's remarkable yep. for a player at this point of his career. But you see him bumping into a big guy right there. I showed you that with Anthony yep. Davis when he got hurt against Rudy Gobert. That's the thing, like, when you start to play a, a position that you're not, like, physically um, used to playing, like, those guys just bump into you and you get hurt. How many times did that happen? You go down and try to swipe the ball from a big guy. You play a reg while you just turn around and elbow you like you just a fly. And I want to make sure I give the Pelicans a shout because when you're down 23, that's a character builder. Brandon Ingram got drafted and played for the Lakers. They just acquired C.J. McCollum. 
Willie Green is in his first year as the head coach. They're not playing with Zion. How are they going to respond to a team that they're looking at in a potential playing situation? And after this loss, the Lakers, I've seen, it seems like I've watched them blow so many double digit 20 point leads this year, almost like your Knicks. It had me thinking. I looked at their schedule, and unlike Biggie when he did the crack commands, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I was like, LeBron ain't playing in all of them games. No, he's not. I'm like, no, like, especially with that hurt ankle I, I, now. I, I, know, I, I know in Cleveland he said this is the most time that he's had, most fun that he's having. But last night when he was getting his ankle iced and in the hyperbaric chamber and doing hot and cold tubs and limping fun. around with crutches, he was appreciating getting closer to the score title, but he was not appreciating getting closer to the bottom of the West. Didn't you say the Lakers were a dumpster fire? The bottom of the West. And they have LeBron the Spurs James even trying on the to make team. the playoffs. That is crazy. The Spurs are not even trying to make the playoffs. They look up like, oh, we can we can make the play tournament. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess we'll do that then. That is how this Lakers season has gone thus far. And they are not making the playoffs. They might not even make the play-in. But Jalen, it is finally time for us to discuss what really matters. It is time for news that matters. Jalen, all anyone can talk about is what happened at the Oscars last evening. The second it happened, I thought it was fake. The second I realized it was real, I said, I need to know what my brother Jalen Anthony Rose has to say about the Will Smith to Chris Rock smack at the Oscars. First off, not only could we have done this entire show on this, I really want to do yes. a 30 for 30 on this. I have so much to say about this topic, David Jacoby. And let me show you, like, where the root of all of this started. First off, they're all public figures. Chris Rock is a 57-year-old man. Will Smith is a 53-year-old man. Um, the slander on Will's name started with the whole interview about the relationship with he and Jada's entanglement. The entanglements. The entanglements. Yep. That That's when it really started. That's when people started to like really like feel like they can assassinate his character um, as, a, as, a, as a public figure, that is. And so now all of a sudden, you're at the biggest stage, you're at the Oscars, and people are gonna be cracking jokes. Like, I was watching the entire show, there were other people cracking jokes on everybody. And I know as soon as they put the camera to Uncle Sam, I ain't gonna even lie, I was like, I hope they don't crack no main, mean joke on Uncle Sam to make him mad too, you know what I'm saying? But he was good. And shout to Uncle Denzel. It was great to see him there. You know, that's family to me. And, uh, and, and, and so as Chris Rock was telling his jokes and doing his set, like there's an undercurrent here. Like Jada Pickett has alopecia. And so that's the reason mm -hmm. that she's not wearing her signature haircut that we've grown familiar with so for a very long time. And then there are some people that say, well, you know, Whatever, they try to minimize how she may feel about somebody making jokes about her or whatever. That's on them, that's on their relationship. It's not on us to decide if he should kiss her before they go on stage and do all of that. So people like kinda have now parachuted into their home and parachuted into their bedroom based on a lot of the information that they shared with us. And so now all of a sudden that's gonna make the situation highly sensitive. And so when Chris Rock said his joke, Will actually was laughing. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so yep. the reaction 30 seconds later ended up having him on stage smacking Chris Rock. Now, there's a way that you want to see people comport themselves. There's going to be a um, a, 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 a line of people that say he's disrespectful. First off, any man that's married is going to agree with Will Smith. Like, it, they, you ain't going to find a man that's married and be like, hey, you know, da, da, da. He'll be like, you know, he's defending his wife. And then anybody that's about like the entertainment aspect or the comedy aspect or even the sports aspect, it, it continues to, uh, to blur the lines of what's going too far. And David Jacoby once taught me that you can be mean if you're funny. Well, yep. a lot of people thought he was being mean and funny, but Will Smith didn't. And Jaden Smith, who tweeted about no. it, didn't. And I, I, and I believe and I hope that they can find some solace as men. I know Chris Rock is going to go on tour with Kevin Hart or do some shows, and this is now going to be great material for him as a professional. I know Will Smith, who eventually got a chance to atone for himself, won the biggest award for the night, representing Richard Williams and Shout to Venus and Serena the Queens, who were there to represent, and Beyonce, and so many great stars. It was just a, it was a great festive night, and so. I was happy that he actually won the award, so he got a chance to go back on stage to atone mm -hmm. for his behavior. But I gotta just say this. Hey, other black people, you um, commit an assault versus people at an award show, they gonna escort you out. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith got that VIP, extra VIP pass. Yeah, he stayed right there in the front row. You see what I'm saying? I was surprised he was still there. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Right in the front row. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, you getting escorted out. Like, th this, you know how I say this is happening for an audience of one? Like, that's what this is right now. And so, again, I, I'm glad he got a chance to win the award to atone um, for his behavior, but everybody knows on that stage, you, 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 you believe there's a better way for adults to comport themselves. And I'm glad Will went up there to apologize because he knows that's not the venue to behave that way. Yeah, smacking people in the face is not the answer, especially on that stage. However, when it's all said and done, it is kind of funny. The whole thing was kind of funny. Chris Rock's face, he was just like, did this dude just, did I just get smacked on stage at the Oscars? You gotta see the Chris uncut Rock was one. not ready for it. Yeah, he was not ready for it. Like, he's like, what's happening? Will Smith is walking up here right now? He thought that Will Smith was gonna shake his hand and make a joke or something, but no. Well, Will, Will is bigger than him. Into it Will is bigger than him. Will lean back. Better shape is <laughs> strong. He was just playing Richard Williams, so he was in character. And he was on his Dave <laughs> Chappelle forehead. with the four figure say to the face, slap. You know what I mean? Uh, I shouldn't be but, laughing at this. Violence is never the answer, but this is funny. Violence is never that. We're not promoting, like Karis once said, we're not promoting violence. We just having some fun. And this happened on national just television. Having some fun. And we were all watching it. But again, this is not how you behave. But I have to say this about Chris Rock. If he responds physically in any way, shape, or form, that could have become the ugliest scene that we could have ever seen yes. in the history of an yes. award show. So I have to applaud well, him for how he also accepted the slap. Because if he would have did anything but that, that incident would have probably spilled on the stage and into the crowd, and then it would have really got a lot more messy. And this, this is definitely going to lead to at least 20 or 30 minutes of the next Chris Rock special, and I can't wait. 
to see that either. I also can't wait to discuss the magician with the basketball, Kyrie Irving. He is in Brooklyn playing basketball for the Nets. We'll talk about that and what LaMelo Ball did right after this. You're watching Jalen Jacoby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for watching Jalen Jacoby on television, but the experience does not stop there. Every single day we have exclusive content you can only get from listening to our podcast. Listen to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts on the internet. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Anthony Rose in Brooklyn, right across the river. Kyrie Irving took the floor at the Barclays Center as a member of the Nets for the first time. But before we get to him, we need to celebrate our guy, LaMelo Ball, because it was LaMelo with 33 points, 9 assists, and the Hornets getting the win over the Nets with Kyrie. What do you see this from This is Mello? the home court of LaMelo Ball, Rock Nation, Puma, and our family who takes the time and energy to put together FedExes to send Jalen and Jacoby new kicks before they hit stores. Mm -hmm. And by the way, mm -hmm. when Kyrie Irving returned, what did our guy do? What did he do? Put on a show. His seven threes. And, and, and you know what else? Shout to Miles Bridges, who I believe is trending toward being rookie of the, I mean, uh, most improved player. Shout to PJ Washington, who had a double-double. But how about this? While the Nets are a terrifically talented team, a lot of these games that we're discussing, the headline is, is Kyrie's birthday and they're lifting the mandate. <laughs> but they lost to Memphis without Ja. Kyrie's yep. first home game, he and KD played 40 minutes in this game, and they lost to the Hornets, who won seven out of eight. So it had me looking deep, deep, deeper in the box score. And as I saw the tall guard LaMelo Ball out there doing his thing, I'm thinking, the Nets are small. Kyrie, yeah. let's just talk about them when they're healthy. So it'll be Kyrie, it's gonna be Curry, up front it's gonna be Brown, and Patty Mills. Like those are four guys that are short for their position, slight of built and aren't really good defenders. And KD, who's a good defender for his uh, ability, but he's not physically imposing to be playing four and five. And so that's why a guy like P.J. Washington, like, hey, dog, I know I see you bullying people because you are the easy money sniper, but me right here, like, you can't get this. I can score on you too. Like, like yep. you too little for me, dog, and he's right. You see what I said? Like the casual a look at like, what is P.J. Washington mean? I said P.J. Broad, I'm sorry. He did play for the Hornets too, by the way. What does he mean KD's <laughs> too small? That man been a power forward or a center his whole life. KD was like a one, 
then a two, then a three in high school, then morphed into a four well, with the Jaylen. Warriors. And so like, again, the Hornets are ascending. The Nets, while they're terrifically talented, and you can't bet against KD or Kyrie's offensive ability, like they still have a lot of stuff that they're gonna sort out if they're gonna be the top seed. And I gotta say one more thing. They're not running offense. They're not running offense. <laughs> no, no. You know what I'm no, no, they're, they're not. not. They don't need to. They're like, they're they're like need KD to. and Kyrie, like a, I think they both took over 20 shots and played over 40 minutes. So like they were taking turns. Kyrie was off, so they lost. So it can be interesting to see. That's why I say they can't win the East without Ben. Because they need somebody well, else to initiate, help them initiate offense. We always spend so much time talking about the Lakers in the West and the Nets in the East, these play-in potential teams. But the top of the Eastern Conference now has a new name at the top, and it is the Boston Celtics, who have been on an absolute tear, continued yesterday beating the Timberwolves easily, and now have the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. So a lot of people that watch this show aren't old enough to have had a an A-track or a cassette tape, but you and I have. And you know when you want to rewind the oh, tape, yeah. that noise that it made, like. Are you old enough to remember when I tried to tell everyone when Ime Udoka, who was on this show, by the way, I told everybody, do not panic in Boston. He's going to be a terrific coach. They're going to figure it out. And I'm also old enough to remember, and we shouldn't let people forget saying this, because this is like one of the worst takes of all time. Break up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Like, 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 let's go to commercial break, dog. The Boston Celtics are number one. Get get well soon, Robert Wood. I don't want you to get upset. Get well soon, Robert Wood. I don't want you to get upset. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, every day we want to recognize our superstar athlete, Brittany Griner, who is still detained in Russia. And unfortunately... It's been 39 days, and we here at Jalen and Jacoby are going to make sure we continue to highlight and acknowledge that and make sure we show support to her, her family, friends, and loved ones, in particular, until she returns home. We also want to acknowledge the Phoenix Suns, who no one can beat at basketball. This time they beat the 76ers. They're easily number one in the Western Conference, and I don't see a team in the entire conference that can even press them in a seven-game series. Say it with me. You've heard it before. They are the best team in basketball. Chris Paul at 19 and 14. Devin Booker had an efficient 35. Monty Williams is right. That man deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Like we deserve to check you out tomorrow, 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. We're going to talk about the Oscars more in a second, but right now, there's a couple things I want to discuss with you, Mr. Rose. What up, though? Well, first of all, Alex might have to bring down the music a little bit. It's a little aggressive. Thank you. Second, Jalen, I'm worried about the Warriors. Because during the season, I always had the Suns as easily the best team in the Western Conference. But there were points during the season when we kind of grouped in the Warriors with the Suns in that conversation. But 
Recently, especially since Steph Curry has been out, the Warriors have been struggling. They now have lost five of six. They lost to the Magic, remember that game? And then they beat yep. the Heat, and now they just lost to the Washington Wizards, Mr. Rose. The Wizards are not supposed to be beating the Warriors. Good news for the Suns, bad news for Warriors fans. Can they get it together and make a postseason run worthy of their dynastic expectations? They're not going to have Wiseman officially for the rest of the year. Um, right now, I think they're a team that's just really trying to limp its way into the playoffs, try to get Steph Curry healthy, and then get themselves a home run chance to advance. And so I'm still not going to underestimate mm. them, but it just continues to highlight why the Phoenix Suns, with the development of Aiton, who still hasn't gotten his max deal, and Bridges, who's going to be in a conversation for – Defensive Player of the Year, and and both yep. Cam's Payne and and Johnson, who continue to improve their games, and Monty Williams, who's going to be in conversation for Coach of the Year again, friend of this show also, just like Ime Udoka. I will say that they're the best team in basketball. Easily, I know people want to dismiss them. I purposely didn't say CP3 or Book's name. I purposely didn't say their names. Like, when I'm talking about Memphis, sometimes I'm going to just say Killer Bees, Bain and Brooks, Triple J. I'm going to just talk about Melton. I'm going to just talk about the rest of the team. Because they become a great team without Ja, who's a superstar. It's awesome to watch. Phoenix is legit. Memphis is legit. The Golden State Warriors are going to have to put it together during the playoffs. And adding Draymond... Without Steph, ain't the remedy. No. And Steph without Draymond ain't the remedy either, as we learned that earlier this year, too. And so, I mean, I believe when they get healthy, and, and there are other injuries in the West, obviously, we got to monitor. Is Kawhi, Michael Porter Jr., are they coming back? Anthony Davis. The Lakers are basically out of it. I look at the Lakers' schedule. I think they got, like, about 10 or less games. LeBron ain't playing in all them games. He hurt his ankle in the no. second quarter. Still, I believe, played high 30s or 40 minutes, scored 39. He like, I'm done with these guys. Watch, you about to look at the schedule. He yeah, like, he's I'm getting a scoring title. He's getting a scoring title. He's getting yeah. a scoring title. That's what he's locked in on. Yeah, he he doesn't even know if they won. He doesn't even know if they, if they won the game. Yeah, he needs personal just, motivation. He, he's not, when, he look at the, when he looks at the scoreboard, he looks at the, the number next to his name, not the number next to the Lakers. Yeah, That's what he's looking at. And God bless him. God bless him. God bless him. Well, in the Western Conference, there's another team that's lurking that could be one of the teams that could press the Suns in a seven-game series. And that is a team that I am surprised has been as successful as they have been since the trade deadline. The Dallas Mavericks, they beat the Jazz. The Jazz have now lost four straight the Mavericks are now fourth in the Western Conference. The Chris Porzingis trade that brought in Bertans, who doesn't play that much, but Dinwiddie, who has been excellent for them as someone who spells Luka when he's out and compliments Luka when he's in. I could see the Mavericks, who haven't won a, you know, Luka's never won a playoff series. He's, he's never won one. He's lost to the Clippers twice. And it took a historic effort from Kawhi Leonard last year. But I could see Luka and the Mavericks pushing the Suns in a second-round series pretty far. Well, yesterday when I was, you know, uh, scouring the league, it was oh, a lot scouring? of interesting. It was a lot of interesting storylines 
that national media talk about, but also there's like playoff implication undercurrents. So here are a couple. And all of these teams lost. The Lakers, mm -hmm. the Nets, the mm -hmm. Sixers, mm -hmm. and the Jazz. The Jazz. Because they're a team with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, six men of the year reigning, Jordan Clarkson, defensive player of the year, every year candidate Rudy Gobert, a core group that has basically been together the last handful of years, and Mike Conley has been, um, you know, returning this year. Bogdanovich is still there. Like, you expect them to take a leap under Quinn Snyder. And it seems like teams like the Mavs now have that new car smell. With Luka yep. constantly getting 30-plus and double-figure dimes of boards. And Jason Kidd preaching to them playing defense. And my namesake, Brunson, scoring 20 and having 10 boards. Like, Luka's leading that, a team. Ma that jazz car, that jazz car doesn't have the new car smell anymore. It doesn't smell good. It smells like someone's been smoking cigarettes in there. You know what I mean? It smells like, it smells like one of the kids spilled some chocolate milk in there a while ago, and we can't figure out where it is. Because it's, it doesn't smell good in that jazz car anymore. And I've got something I wanted to ask you about, Mr. Rose. What's Rose that, Stradamus, who's got an innate, an innate feel for the league and the way that things move and shake in it. You know who now is with the Jazz, a gentleman by the name of Daniel Ainge. You know what they call him? Trader Danny. Because if this Jazz team, as I expect it to, loses in the first round, I think Mr. Ainge is going to take a look at Donovan Mitchell and say, you know what, I love Donovan Mitchell. He's the future of the franchise. And then what he's going to do right after that, Mr. Rose, is he's going to look at Rudy Gobert. And he's going to say, Rudy Gobert is an excellent basketball player, defensive, defensive savant. He's a, he a one-man defense right there. He's a one-man defense. And he's a great rim runner and finisher if you get him a bucket. But perhaps there's a market for him that will mix up this roster that could bring back some new life into this franchise. Would you think that if this team, as I expect them to, gets bounced in the first round, Rudy Gobert is traded during this offseason? Well, they put themselves in position. Now, there's only three things you can really do to, 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 to truly change the dynamics. That's either Trey Mitchell, Gobert, or fire the coach Snyder. And yep. you don't want to do the first or the third one. Those become the least attractive options. So to your point, that's what make you look at Rudy Gobert. But also, when you bring in a Danny Ainge, it's like changing ownership, changes in management. That person's going to want to make their splash. Mm-hmm. And... Also, they're going to want to keep Donovan Mitchell by all means necessary. Yep, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at your projection of what you could possibly, possibly get for Rudy Gobert, but I will tell everybody this. You probably don't appreciate him because he plays in Utah. He's extremely valuable. Like Rudy Gobert, Gobert, yeah. Extremely he's valuable. Extremely valuable. Like, and, 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 you know what? People in the league don't you like, like him. Why does anybody like him? No one I'll likes Rudy Gobert. For some I'll reason, he why. gets clowned all the time. People try to fight him all the time. But he's, you want him on your basketball team if I'll you're trying to win basketball why. games. Oh, easy. I'll tell you why. Why's that? Because the best part of his game is defense. Mm-hmm. That's why. 
He ain't doing no Akeem dream shake post moves. He ain't really no. like he ain't really like dunking on people, pushing them, and mean mugging them. He With, dunking, get he, back he, on he's never dribbled. He's never yeah. dribbled his entire NBA career. He's or never shot dribbled a once. Three. He's never dribbled the ball or once. Or shot a three. <laughs> you see no. what I mean? So, so and he plays in Utah. <laughs> so, so, so all of those things make the casual minimize his value. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. I could just start naming teams to put Rudy Gobert on, and they're automatically better. Oh yeah. Auto. Like I, I'll give you a good one. Like, imagine if you could pair him with the Splash Brothers. Oh, that's that's not fair because they're gonna have to give up a lot. But here's here's one I like. Here's one I like. I want him. I want him paired up with Trey Young. I want Great Trey move. Young just to be throwing him lobs. Great. I just move. want him. To, I just I, you know because Capella works for a while, but like Gobert is a lot more dynamic than Capella, and it shores up their defense because it just it just solves a lot of Trey Young problems. Trey Young, great passer, great pick and roll guy. Gobert, great screener, great roller. And Trey Young, not a good defender, not a defensive stopper. But guess what? Rudy Gobert can solve all those problems. Once Trey Young's man goes right past him like he's not even there, Gobert's there to clean it up. That's what I want to see. Remember I told you this. Rudy Gobert come to the East, other than the six times he play against Embiid, Giannis, and Bam, he's going to be out there grabbing boards like Bill Russell in the East. And I know that's hyperbole. Yep. But remember, I said this about Julius Randle. I was like, when Julius Randle gets to the East, he's going to be an all-star. Like, if you really look deeper into the East, it ain't that many good bigs other than the ones I just named that play the five that's going to get you 12 or 15 points a game or 12 or 15 boards a game. You see Andre Drummond over there killing. Out there throwing up the peace sign. <laughs> You know what I mean? The sign was hilarious. Yo, he got <laughs> jokes. He got jokes. That's like you throwing up a peace sign. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yo, I love that I so much. I was so proud of him when he did that. I was so shout proud of him Big when he did Drake. that. Shout out to Andre Drummond. Big He's shout my out guy. to Andre Drummond. JRLA supporter. I just feel like Andre Drummond's a little too old and slow, and Claxton's a little too young and quick. You know what I mean? Like they're just right. they're just kind of like two they, they need to like met, like you always say about the Clippers guards. They need to be one person, not two people. Right. Cuz like it just feels like Drummond's a little too big and strong and it feels like Claxton's a little too too thin and quick. But man, I'm excited to have Kyrie back in there, but I have high hopes for the Jazz and I feel like the, I mean high hopes for the Mavs and I feel like the Jazz team is this is going to be the last go around for this nucleus. This is going to be the last go around for this nucleus. That's how I feel about that. Well, we always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is not just doing our podcast exclusive content, but it is hearing from you, our podcast listeners. We always want to hear from you. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail and we'll put you on the phone just like this. Jalen Jacoby, what up, Joe? Shout out Red. Shout out the entire podcast crew, past and present. This is Yo calling from the 901. I have two questions. One is about my Bulls. Is Patrick Williams key to them be, making a serious run in the playoffs? And my other question is, Jacoby, I need more New York City rat stories. Every time you tell one, it makes my day and it makes me laugh. Be safe, fellas. Take care of yourselves. And above all, 
Be kind. Jalen, he wants to know if Pat Williams are is a key factor in the Bulls making a serious playoff run in the Eastern Conference. He's a factor. It's not like Kawhi Leonard returning to the Clippers. Like the young fella out of Florida State. Leonard Hamilton has done a terrific job of producing pros um, that provide toughness and stability for lineups. And I believe he has that ability also. The problem is the Bulls got off to such a fast start and DeMar DeRozan became a leading candidate of the MVP and he was making game-winning shots seemingly on a nightly basis. You even have fans showing up to games with Derrick Rose jerseys on, making them into DeRozan jerseys and all of that. And rightfully so, I'm so very happy for DeMar. But it was a one-man band for so long. Their backcourt was injured, Ball and Caruso. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, Williams had dealt with some injuries. You know, they're playing Tristan Thompson quality minutes, and he wasn't even on the team all season. And so, like, they've constantly tried to reinvent themselves. Um, uh, Levine has dealt with injuries. Vucevic has dealt with injuries. And so I've always felt like the Bulls were like a terrific regular season story that could possibly get healthy in the playoffs and push somebody in around. But I, even with Williams, didn't necessarily have the Bulls win in the playoff round, even if they were fully healthy. Yeah, I would say the Eastern Conference has five teams that legitimately could make the finals, and the Bulls are not one of them. The Bulls and the Cavaliers both had very successful seasons. We always say happiness is a function of expectations. Success is a function of expectations. The Cavaliers and the Bulls in that, that Midwestern zone that I know you care about so much, Jalen Rose, they, they have had good seasons. They have exceeded their expectations. However, I do not take them that seriously. With or without Pat Williams, Caruso, and Ball, I don't think that this Bulls team can or will beat one of those top teams in the East in a seven-game series. But it can happen because DeMar DeRozan is that individually talented. When you have two players that can get you 30 on any given night, maybe even the same night, you always have a chance in the playoffs. And Jalen, I'm going to tell my New York City rat story. There's a, there's a couple of misconceptions about New York City <laughs> basketball, right? One is that um, if you go to Rucker Park, you're going to see semi-pros, and they're going to be playing elite-level basketball. Or if you go to the cage at West 4th Street, you're going to see great basketball. These legendary courts are not always populated by great basketball players. Sometimes <laughs> it's kids. Like, you go to Rucker, it could be, like, fifth-grade kids. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's old, washed-up dudes like myself. You know what I mean? So I was playing some pickup at the cage on West 4th Street. The cage. And me and, me and my buddy Mike Rod, we were walking out Mike of the cage, Rod. and there was a trash can. There's a trash can, and the New York City trash cans, they're, like, made of metal, so you can see through them, so, like, people can't burn them or whatever. And so there's a lot of holes in the trash can. And one time, we were just walking down the street, and we were walking past a trash can outside the cage, and a rat jumped from inside the trash can like a flying squirrel five feet off the trash can, then landed on Mike's leg, on his pant leg, and then jumped off his pant leg in the other direction. And during that second in which the rat had jumped from the trash can to his pant leg, Mike Rod, a big masculine human being, made a sound that was inhuman. The sound that he made, the scream, the screech, it was like, you know when you hear car brakes stop and you know there's an accident? Like, there's, there's car brake sounds and there's those emergency brake sounds. Like, he made that 
screeching, squealing, inhuman emergency sound that only a dirty New York City rat jumping out of a trash can and landing on you can in inspire you to make this sound. And the second <laughs> it was over, I just laughed at that sound for so long. And that is my New York City rat story. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call, yo. We always appreciate the callers. We will be back tomorrow with another dope pod to step to. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. Like the blast master, KRS-One, once famously said into a microphone, we are not done. Got to get the beat.